The community of seven tanks located within the notorious Silver Glen Nature Reserve in Chatsworth is a small, close-knit one. Their families have lived side by side for over a hundred years. Most of them are farmers, a trade inherited along with the land from their forebears who received small plots to farm from their employer, the Amlazi Water Works. They, like the generations before them, live off their harvest, selling their produce at the Bangladesh market in Unit 3. For brothers Ramnath Bisun and Basadao Hariprasad, this is the only home they have ever known. Until now. A series of attacks which escalated earlier this month have forced the brothers to flee the area. At the age of 83, this is an unbearable reality for Ramnath. My house was 70 years now. My father made That's my father's house now. These people came and destroyed it. I did a lot of job in that area. Now I'm 83. Now I cry for my place. I'm sleeping somewhere and thinking of my house. I know I'm going to die there. I told them I'm going to die there. It happened like this. Ramnath's home was continually looted. I lost most of my things. Maybe 70,000, 80,000 worth of farm utensils, all they took it away. Only I didn't have tractor. They killed all the dogs. One dog was lying down there. And one of them was hit when they died somewhere else. One was slashed. We was living in fear. Whenever the dogs barked. Basadao is 64 years old. He built his house in 1978, a year before his wedding. He and his wife lived there for 36 years, raising their children together. Now they live in a small outbuilding, furnished with the little he was able to salvage before criminals could clean him out. I had to pack up and move. Within one day, you know, to just make up your mind, I was like a lost person. Up till today, I think what the criminals did to me. They finished my house. Nothing is left there now. They stole everything off me. 75-year-old Bisun also lost everything. He and his wife now move between their children's homes. I live here sometimes. I live uh, the other son's house in Mia Bank. You know, we just uh, not one place. It's no fun because all the time we work hard, there's somebody behind us. Either steal our crops. I don't think for this age now it's good for us to live there. All three brothers were repeatedly targeted by criminals. Their homes raided on more than one occasion. Bisun and his wife were even held at gunpoint. He said a group of men simply walked up to them and demanded money. They banged the gate. Two guys took it inside. One chap came by me. He said, you want money? I said, right, try and uh, see what you can get from my pocket. He put him here. I had 300 rand. In a selfing packet, he never feel that's money like, you know. And he took his hand out. Then he says me, let's go inside. Now that fellow took me inside. I see they just snapping the TV cord and taking the TV out. Two fellas has a big knife like this. I'm shocked. By then my brother came looking for me, thinking that I'm in the van. When he see that I am not there, so he tried to look for me now. While he went behind the van, they shot him. Basadao was shot in the leg. He has a scar where the bullet entered and exited as a grim reminder of the harrowing incident. But this was not his first close encounter. This one guy, I saw him with a stone. I know he's going to harm my brother. I was waiting to see what he's going to do, whether hit him or what. Now I had to protect my brother. He's older than me, he's 73. And then while... He was trying to hit him with the stones. I didn't see this one guy behind the house. He hit me with a half brick on my head. I know he hit me, but 
I'm not worried about that hit what he gave me with a half brick. I'm still standing. I picked another stone. By then my brother says, you know what, run. Because they want to come catch us. They want to poke us. They had, was carrying a knife. So I ran by my house. As I ran up there, I screamed for the neighbors to come and help me. They booted my door. The final straw came after a sleepless night. He watched helplessly as a group of men robbed his stockroom and pounded on his door. I just knew that I'm the one going to be killed there first because I'm the one going to stand by the door. And my wife and children, they, they had to follow, you know, what's going to happen to them. Recent reports suggest that drug users are behind the attacks. Earlier this month, six houses were allegedly razed to the ground by addicts. But the brothers aren't convinced. Every way people say, Ungu boys, Ungu boys, Ungu boys. Eh? And they told, before this banning, they said Christmas time is going to be bad. No, no, no. If drug related, they won't come and break into our house. They won't come and boot my door. They want to kill us. They want to loot our house. That's how it is. The numerous incidents have left the brothers angry and feeling betrayed. They claim, despite reports and many discussions with the police and government officials, they have been left alone to bear the brunt of these attacks. Last year, the embattled residents requested an equestrian unit to patrol the park, but this was not granted. All three brothers believe they cannot go back to Seven Tanks despite the rich legacy of the family. I will never go back again there, but you know, it's a sad that we left our birthplace life and the government is taking too long to help us, even the councillors. So what do they want? Bisun's daughter Nishani Ramraj explains. There's a vacant land at RK Khan's which is doing planting. If the MSC can consider that land and maybe put the my parents and the rest of the people from Seven Tanks in that area because you must know a lot of them are going to RK Khan's hospital. The market is near where they were doing their living from. The centre is there, the police station is there and for their age, 80, 60, 70 year old, you can't get them thrown in an isolated area where there's no means of any transport or communication. But Ramnath's son-in-law, Sudesh Kailas, believes that understanding the history of the community is crucial in protecting them. Up to this day, they were living off the farm, growing the vegetation, selling it in the market and earning a, a small living. If you go down to the district, you'll find 99.9% of the, of the residents still live in wooden iron structures. So the, that will tell you that there was no support from the government to say, well, let's give these people the land to build proper housing. He says the situation is delicate and a holistic approach is needed. My concern is that how are these people going to live? Because their life came off the farm. Now there's no farm because of what's happening now. Where are they going to get an income from? Fortunately, we are working, we will look after them. But in the long run, they still need their independence. They still need to have cash in their pocket. How are they going to get it? I mean, my concern is, apart from them getting a house, yes, the government can allocate them a low-cost house. Where are they going to get the income from?